How you doing, everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media here with you once again on our weekly journey into the world of snow sports. That might not necessarily be the journey you take with other podcasts and or media outlets. That's right. I talked to not just athletes. I've had a few. I've talked to not just other media folks. I've talked also to... um. Uh, people who run these mountains, things I think are interesting, things that you find in the sport. And today we are talking gear and I'm not talking about like I'm going to do reviews. I'm not telling you about the gear I use or whatever I have before, but you, you that, that you don't care about. What's Tim Ride? Maybe you do care. If you are, send me an email. Ski, ski Rex, the number four ever at gmail.com. Um, ski Rex forever at gmail.com. And you can ask me or on one of the social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, even, um, man, what a way to go into the shameless plugs this week, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I do have an interview. I have an interview with the founder of, and the creator of the Chuck bucket. Now, what is that? It's a way to haul your gear around and not just your skis and snowboards, kids, but other stuff. And we're going to get into all of that um, when we get into the interview. But just to finish up the shameless plugs, you heard the social media, SkiRexMedia.com, um, SkiRexMediaMerchShop.com, the Patreon. I even have NFTs out there. Um, links for all that in the description. Check that out so we can get right into the interview. Um, the interview is actually a sequel. It's now almost a trilogy. It's not a trilogy. This is a spin-off episode because we had John Hunt from Whaleback, the executive director of Whaleback. You know John Hunt if you follow um Ski Rex Media. Um over at one of my favorite places in the closest mountain of Ski Rex Media HQ is Whaleback. I'm over there skiing a couple times a week usually. Um I only went once this week, but you know, I'll be there next week. I actually might be there on my birthday. Um which is now two weeks past the 22nd when I was going to go to Yagu Valley, but the weather is about to get shot out. It's been raining today. It's going to rain later in the week where it's going to be a rough uh, go into March. Um, but everyone will try to stay open and everyone will get there. But John Hunt, John says to me one day when I was talking to him, hey, how about our ski school director, Katie McNall? Shout out to her. Did an episode with her, a whale back sequel. And now this is a spinoff. And I'll let Tim, the interviewer, and Charles McNall, and you might have already figured it out. Um, I'll let you, and it wasn't planned, but we'll get into that during the interview. It's a real quick little story, and it's funny. Um, going to check out the interview here. Cool interview. It's a cool product. I'm very excited for it. And I can't wait to get mine and it'll be very good and you'll like it too, I think. Right, right. Let's just get into the interview today. Why not? Quickest, short, shameless plugs ever. Enjoy it and I'll see you on the other side. So as I mentioned in the other intro, which isn't recorded yet, um, we're talking about gear today. Um, not necessarily the gear on your feet, ones in your hands, but where you're going to put it all. And we're here with Charles McNall. Now, you created the Chuck Bucket? Yes, I'm the creator of the Chuck Bucket. Awesome. Now, we'll get into that in a minute, but this is how the universe works. This is the wonderful thing about the universe. So I asked Charles here, um, dude, what's your last name? How do you spell it? How, how, uh, how, uh, you know, how do you pronounce it correctly? He spells it out for me. I'm like, wow, that's really weird because we had Katie McNall from over at Whaleback talking about ski instruction, and sure enough, her brother. How weird is that, dude? 
Pretty weird considering that uh, I'm all the way out in Utah and she's uh, all the way on the East Coast. Yeah, it is. And it was completely unplanned. It makes me laugh. Um, so it's definitely kismet. It's destiny. It's it's whatever it is. Um, it's really kind of awesome. So now you get another sequel. This is the third sequel episode I've done. So there you go, everybody. So the Chuck Bucket, what is it? Well, I'll let Charles explain that. What is it? Yeah, so the Chuck Bucket is basically a hitch mount ski rack that is just drop and drive, basically, similar to what you get at any of the shuttle buses you'd have at a, a major ski resort. And so basically for people that don't want a box on your roof, can't have a box on your roof, can't fit your skis in your car, it is just a super simple, easy solution and really great if you're skiing often and live in a ski town. Absolutely. And that's, there's a few reasons this thing caught my eye. Um, I've always wanted, even though I have a low car, my car is low. I can reach across my roof, all that. This, however, will eliminate the need to do that. And if you have like, you know, a Ford excursion tank truck, that's basically a giant tank getting up there. Isn't, isn't the easiest thing in the world to do that. 100% alleviates that right, man. Oh, completely. <clears throat> yeah. This was, something really to help my wife because if i got a box she'd never be able to go skiing on her own because she wouldn't be able to get up on the roof so um really it's it's going to enable a lot more ease of access for people that really struggle to use a box and especially if you have a larger family you just can't fit that much gear in your car totally Absolutely. And then, then, then that's, that's one of the, again, that was part two of why it caught me. Like, again, I can reach my roof. Anybody can reach my roof. I have a little car, but it's still easier to go to the back and to not have enough room. If you were to see the trunk of my car right now, which is the seats down, mind you, the rear seats down, skis are laid out in there, jackets in there, boots are in there, you name it is in there. And I'm out. I can't do anything else, which is fine. I've been skiing a good amount this season, but I can't really do anything else. I threw a buddy's snowboard in there the other day in his boots, and that was it. It's tapped out. I would much more, much rather have the extra space, and I'd rather have it on the back end um because on the roof you also get something that always used to frighten me um when i did use roof racks was um what if it fell off or what if the wind caught it wrong um quick story i was driving north back to vermont here from new jersey on the garden state parkway and heard the hardware falling out and hitting the roof we got over to the side of the of the highway in time to fix it um which was getting everything in the car and it didn't it barely fit. Um, this also alleviates that. Now, this is, you've tested this. This is safe. Things aren't bouncing out of this like that, it, are they? They're just, you're getting No, in they don't strapped. move. They move less than they do in a box because it's actually closer to the center of your car. So that's like yeah. as much as people think you're going to be spreading gear all over the highway, you'd have to roll your car to lose a set of skis out of our rack. <laughs> yeah. And we don't, you should be avoiding that anyway. And if yes. you're in the place where I was on the Garden State Parkway, you're not moving fast enough to roll it anyway, unless it's like 2.30 in the morning. So the you have the ease. The chuck bucket, it seems aptly named because that's exactly what I'd be doing to it. I'd just be like and dumping stuff in. It seems even easier. And again, small car, low roof. This is even easier. Like, let's just take the all. This has got to be the greatest rack I've ever seen. Bottom line, because it makes it so easy. 
like have you now as you've been testing this and putting it out there you've have people said dude that's super easy or something similar yeah so we actually have about 11 demo units out there on jeeps and broncos and yukons uh, <laughs> Cats just made a mess. Ignore that. Holy smokes, dude. Uh, and uh, either way, though, we ask, oh, in Sprinter vans, and we ask our, our user base, like, okay, you know, like, are you happy with it? And resoundingly, we get from all of our demo units that they wouldn't sell it. They wouldn't give it up for anything. They love it. The ease of use and just, you know, peace of mind of being able to toss it back there. And not only that, but see that it's always back there. Sure. Um, is great. Same thing as you. I used to have roof bars and I am certain that, you know, more than once I've pulled over worried that they had opened up and one time actually had opened up. Right. Yeah. And then I live in a ski town. I see all the time um, roof bars that are open and no skis in them. And, you know, they just went down the canyon and they left them on the side somewhere. Um, it happens. Yeah. And same thing with boxes. One of our demo um, drivers that has a set, he had lost a box on the highway because all the plastic mounts ripped off. And so he's he's like, yeah, I was thinking of getting a box again, but I just can't have that happen. And so um, really it's just kind of time that, you know, this style carrier starts to come out. And we've seen that with other manufacturers as well. So like, um, I think Yakima this year put out some clamp system for the rear, but the problem is it sticks really far out on each side. So mm. if you've got a small car, now you have an extra foot that you have to worry about on each side, not to sideswipe a car as you're driving down the highway. Absolutely. I, I, I've seen those setups from Yakima and like Thule, and it attaches to like their bike racks. Mm -hmm. So, and again, that's now added cost because what if you don't ride? Are you going to do that? You know, and those names, Yakima Thule, like you're talking a thousand dollars worth of stuff right there. But mm -hmm. the chuck bucket is nowhere near a thousand dollars. And we'll get into that um, here in a few minutes. Um, but Charles is a skier also, by the way. I knew I should have brought that up first and I apologize for not doing that. But he's he knows we, he's not just doing this to try and make money off the off the industry like, you know, some people who are, say, Vale does on a, a daily basis <laughs> that they don't know what's going on. They're just looking to make money. Um, I don't know. Uh, but Charles skis here, man. You're out in Utah, right? Yep. I'm in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. So he's right there. Where have you been riding this year, man? Uh, mainly solitude, but usually I'll hit up Snowbird and Deer Valley and Brighton as the spring comes um, and the crowds start to go down a bit. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 30 minutes from great skiing and uh, take advantage of that. Usually get out two or three times a week, at least once a week with my kids. Nice. And, you know, when I used to put skis in my car, I had a fold down middle seat. But yeah. by the end of the season, just constantly wet skis in there, you'd start to get just a permanently soaked trunk. <laughs> yeah, dude. Totally. So I've really been enjoying this, this, you know, last two years as we've been, uh, testing you know our prototypes and things like that absolutely and i think that's one of the things that people don't necessarily think about unless you do unless the person does use a trunk my trunk is now disgusting um 
I have to clean the inside of my windows because if you leave a little snow on there, it evaporates. It takes the salt and the crud. Now I have hard water stains. <clears throat> Most people find them on their shower. I have them on the inside of my windshield. Um, it's pretty gross. I, I would absolutely love to have an option like this. And again, seen other options, um, but they're all super high priced. And the chuck bucket is nowhere near that high priced. Um in fact, it's on Kickstarter right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, it is. We've got about eight days left at the time of uh, us recording. Eight days left, which isn't bad, guys. You can get in on that. Let's see if we can pull it up here. We can. And it goes, for those watching the video version, for you who are watching the or just listening to the audio version, go to the chuckbucket.com. Link's in the description. You will find it. Uh, and the basic basic Kickstarter um, starts with a ten dollar five you know five dollar and here you go super early bird the first one the two forty nine that's how you can get in on this right now bought it paid in full right yeah exactly and in the fall you know it's going to be four twenty because you know this is direct to consumer pricing that we're going to have where you know basically cheaper than wholesale almost. Um, so we're giving everybody an opportunity to buy in early and get them, you know, as soon as possible. And then come the fall, once we're in all the ski shops, it's, it's going to be full price. So definitely right now is the time to get one. If you have any interest. Absolutely, dude. I, I, I wish I could, I really want to, but even at four twenty, that's still a decent deal in my opinion. Because for someone like me, my current car doesn't have the bars. The aftermarket bars for my car, the aftermarket, not going to Hyundai, are 350 minimum. That's just the bars. That's not a new rack. That's not hardware. That's not putting it on where I could put a hitch on my car for a buck fifty and do it myself. Like I don't need to take it anywhere. It's very easy and then have this setup. Dude, it's still a great deal, I think. How did you come to the price point? Like, the, I know there's the usual business ways, what you put into it, manufacturing, all this other stuff, but you've actually kept it cheaper than a lot of other, like Thule and Yakima, for example, expensive, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing is that you look at it, they're sharp corners, right? They're not rounded. It's, mm -hmm. you know, simple sheet metal design and um, that's really where a lot of the savings come from because again, we're not trying to be Yakima, we're trying to maximize what you can fit in this and make it useful all year round. And so um, by doing that, we can eliminate a lot of the European styling costs that you get with Yakima and Thule and things like that. Um, and so that's really how we could keep the costs down is simplified it. I mean, this is our, our fourth revision of this. I mean, we sure. started out with, you know, cheap bike racks that we duct taped buckets to and then trash cans and then moved on to this, you know, aluminum and steel version and just constantly refining it to bring the price down so that we can get it to the customers at a reasonable price. Um, so all the still, you know, the same marketing principles apply in terms of how much it costs us to make versus how much is sold retail. But sure. we just have really, done a good job engineering out extra costs that don't really need to be there while still leaving it fully functional. Brilliant. Brilliant. It works. The simplest answer is usually the best one. And just from the look at the picture over here, it's, it's very simple. It looks like a box, some steel, 
and in your receiver. Now, this fits one and a quarter and two inch, both, neither? Yes, it'll fit both. Excellent. So if like, again, if you have a small vehicle like mine, you're really only going to get a class one inch and a quarter receiver and got you covered, man. He's got you covered. Such a great idea. Such a great product. Now, one of the things you do address on the website and I think here on the Kickstarter um, uh, uh, site is um, uh, theft theft because at first glance and that was that was actually my first immediate question when i first ran into it i ran into it on instagram i believe um on an ad there and um i was like all right that's cool and all but then it popped into my head i was like dude if you're chucking stuff in someone could pull it out how do you keep them from pulling it out yeah so basically i used to have a Thule roof bar rack and the thing i hated the most was dealing with the custom lock cylinders that are 70 dollars and you always somehow don't have the key or whatever. So instead of doing that custom solution, we actually found uh, that Master Lock makes a combination lock, cable lock, and cinch strap that is crazy cheap, crazy strong. I think it's like $15 on Amazon. And basically can feed through all your gear, fits perfectly with our system. And that's what we recommend. And, you know, People keep asking this, oh, like, can you, you know, do some custom locking system? And we can, but then it's going to add cost because you got to mark it up in order to make your money back on it. And then we're not really doing the customer any greater service. So we're going to, you know, stock those locks on our site and recommend them as well. But I mean, the reality is, is people don't need custom $70 lock cylinders to jam into their rack. They need to lock their gear up if they are worried about it. Personally, I've left skis in the back for three months now, unlocked, and I haven't lost a pair yet. Um, so it's really depends on where you're living. Um, if you're going to go into a restaurant downtown in the city, yeah, maybe you th throw your lock on there. But um, the reality is most people put their skis in their car, they go ski, and they're not sitting out there exposed a whole lot. Um, nor are people typically looking in the parking lot to steal skis, right? They're they're going to look on racks where they can have a nice selection and grab a big mm -hmm. handful of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I've seen that, and I've seen the videos of dudes rolling up with vans, grabbing them, and be gone. It's It gets ugly. But you're yeah. also not wrong. It's not the biggest crime in the world. Um, and, you know, a lot of us ski towns, we're up in rural parts of states. We have very low crime rates anyway. Um but uh, that lock you're talking about, uh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a few people already have one. This is the same lock that people use at the racks, right? Like th these are the same type of locks someone uses at the rack just outside of the lo uh, lodge, right? Oh, completely. And the nice thing about it, again, is it, it cinches tight. So we include a tie-down strap with our skis to secure your skis to the main column. But you can actually use this lock to do the exact same thing. And so it's really dual purpose, which is great. Absolutely. And the thing is, um, you could strap it down. You could do this once the season's over. Some people are like, well, now what do I do with it? Is there more function? There is. Throw your fishing poles in it. Throw your javelin in it. Um, whatever would fit, right? Like, you know, yeah. throw throw your golf. I think uh, one of the pictures you have is, uh, is golf bags. Right. So I went golfing the other day when we had a warm spell. And I threw my clubs in it and, you know, I was watching them the whole time. They actually moved around far less than they were in the back of my, you know, if I went in a golf cart. 
Um, sure. Roads are smooth. Uh, golf paths aren't. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've put two by fours in the back, you know, big 10 foot pieces of steel, camping chairs, mulch, kitty litter. I mean, the point is, it's nice having a tiny truck bed that you can easily clean out, that you don't mind tossing anything in, and it's not going to destroy the inside of your car. Dude, that's great. See, I didn't even think I was still in the mindset of recreation. You know, what else am I going to throw in this for off season? And when it comes back around snowboard skis, what have you two by fours, um, whatever you need. And you're not wrong. Like there, like I've been kicking myself sometimes like, geez, I could really use a small trailer or a, tr- a truck on some days, but my car can't pull anything. This it could because it's all tongue weight in this case, right? So pretty much any car, you could put this on literally every car. Yeah, so our max uh, load limit is less than any tongue weight that you'd have on your hitch. So um, that's not going to be an issue. I mean, I think we recommend 100 pounds. Um, I can't sure. I don't remember exactly what we said on the website, but, you know, 100 pounds in it is no problem. We're going to have, I think, 120 pound rating when we do our bike rack this summer. Um, and basically, yeah, you can put whatever usually you'll fit in it. I mean, I've had me in it (laughs) and I weigh a lot more than that. Um, but yeah, in general, it's, you know, basically designed to be super utilitarian. I put my standal paddle board rolled up in it in the summer because that way I don't have to get it all sandy inside my car. Um, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of applications that I haven't even thought about that people are going to love. Yeah, dude, like you can really go with this. Um, so you you mentioned bike rack. A lot of skiers, snowboarders to stay in the mountains, they get on the mountain bike. Um, how is it going to be like part of this, its own separate thing? Or will it be like an add-on attachment or a separate device entirely? Yeah, so if you look, there's the main column. Excuse me, I got to go plug my laptop in. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's the the main column. And so you can pop off the upper ring and the lower bin really easily. Sure. And it's two pins. They're both lightweight. And the whole point of this is that you can separate the pieces so you don't hurt your back. And then you would just slide the um, upper T-section of the bike rack on it and then attach your bikes. I mean, very straightforward. Um, We also plan on coming out with a solar shower attachment so that you can easily have a post to hold a shoulder, a solar shower, and then a curtain so that your kids can get cleaned off and get out of their suit when they're all sandy and nasty at the beach or wherever. Cause that's another issue that I have is uh, basically, Oh, my kids need to get changed. Now they're disgusting and they want to get changed inside the car and sand just gets everywhere. And uh, so this would give them an option for that. Plus, you know, if you have for whatever reason, a portable toilet or something you want to use, you could just use that in there as well. So it really opens up, you know, a bit more convenience for car camping and things like that. That see you, you've gotten, you, <laughs> you've got it locked, dude. Like this is great. You, you've come up with uses that I didn't even think of. Like, again, I was in the mindset. I saw this. I'm like, this would be perfect for me. Um, Absolutely perfect. But now you've gotten it for, it, you've gotten just about everyone, man. That's brilliant. You see everyone out there who's listening and watching, um, you know, some things you can take out of the ski industry and bring into real life. It's kind of wonderful. Um, all this stuff is coming within like the next year, next two years. What What's your timetable? Yeah. So 
we want to have uh, our Kickstarter for the bike rack this summer. Okay. And so, you know, basically you're probably going to see again, it getting launched midsummer and then uh, delivery probably in the fall. And that would be for the solar shower as well. And then at that point, we'll be, you know, having regular stock of our chuck bucket um, on our site, Amazon in stores, things like that. So then people can just order that like normal. Nice. Excellent. So keep tuned, stay tuned for that, everyone. Now, there is something else I wanted to, sh to show if I can find the picture of it real quick. Ah, this one will be perfect here on the back of this Tesla. Again, if a Tesla can hold it, anything can hold it. And let me get actually get it up here. I love Teslas, but they are, you know, limited. Like, they have their limitations like anything else. So this is a show. Like, Charles obviously thought of everything. Like, everything and then gone well beyond. But here's a question I saw pop up, I think, in your FAQs. And it was a great question because I didn't think of it and wouldn't even have cared. But some states don't like this when the um, license plate is blocked. But you've got that figured out, too, right? That's right. So basically we have license plate holes below that logo. So if you want to relocate a plate, depending if you have an extra one or one from the front you're not using, you can do that as well. But it depends on the state. So in Utah, it's not an issue. You just have to look at whatever, you know, your states um, have written down in their rules. But the option is there that you can put a plate on it so you don't get a ticket. That, which is great because here in New England, I think all six New England states require visible. Don't even let it get dirty. Like you, you will get pulled over and you will get a ticket and it's not cheap. You really have thought of everything like he's got you covered. Um, here's another one on the back at the back of a Nissan van, the uh, GIF, just to show you, like you even got a dang Christmas tree in there, bro. <laughs> like how great yeah. is that? And it's not Photoshopped. They actually fit it in there. So <laughs> yeah, like what a wonderful, like, just for its utility uses alone, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful product. Um, are you doing just blue? Are you doing colors? You're gonna match paint? Doing anything fun like that? So we're starting with blue and black, uh, sure. and then after that, we'll look into possibly doing custom colors. Um, it's just you know have to start somewhere, and we don't want to have to, you know, try and figure out all the manufacturing. Um, details and also make sure that each color goes to the right person too much absolutely yeah totally like that that that's a lot of work i suppose now what is it actually made of like the the, the uh the the part that goes actually into the receiver and all that that's steel right like metal right that's all okay. steel and you know it's solid it's got an anti-wobble feature and all that is basically because we're going to have to you know have a solid platform for when we move to bike racks that are going to hold more weight. Okay. And then the bin, the aluminum bin um, is exactly that it's, you know, aircraft grade aluminum. And the reason for that was you don't want it to rust, right? That is going to mm. have constant salt spray from under your car and uh, you know, just winter abuse. And so, you know, that's great because, you know, who wants to get something that rusts out? And another reason why we didn't go with plastic is uh, UV is really hard on plastic. And, you know, after a lot of feedback from our plastic prototypes, people were just overall super concerned about, well, what if after two years it cracks and then my skis end up on the road? And so with the aluminum, you just don't have to worry about that. It's just always going to be solid. And, you know, there's no sudden 
cracking due to, you know, sun exposure, UV exposure. So it's, this is all meant to last, you know, decades. Yeah. Buy it once and you're good. Um, and then buy the next thing and the next thing. We don't want them to go out of business. <laughs> like keep, keep, keep things going. Um, well, just on the color thing with it being aluminum, man, if you were so inclined for the custom people, buy yourself a, a roll of vinyl. You can make it whatever yeah. you want. You can vinyl um, wrap it. No problem. But that, that was going to be another one of my questions. This thing can take a beating. Aluminum's tough. Um, steel is wicked tough. Um, what Have you tested it by whacking on it to really see what kind of beating it could take? Uh, I have left my skis in it that were long and okay. have hit the garage door, and uh, it was fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, awesome. it tilted back, and then it just came back to its original shape. So um, <laughs> it can definitely handle... Uh, you know, low bridges if you're not paying attention, <laughs> which is great. And if it can take a beating like that, like like uh, Charles has been bringing up a lot of the great utility functions to keep the dirt and the crud and the ugh, out of your car. But you could, you know, once it's time to clean it, just get out the pressure washer and go at it. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I've taken it to the car wash and, you know, did the do it yourself, <laughs> sprayed it down and it's, you know, all fine. Um, and then. uh yeah, I mean, basically, you just treat it like anything else. I wouldn't go through an auto car wash necessarily. Um, it might hit, you know, the bin somehow weird. But do-it-yourself car wash is fine. And, uh, you know, it's powder-coated. It's meant to be tough. It's like any other ski or bike rack out there. That's great, dude. Bang it up. And, you know, for places like, you know, high high altitude out there in Utah, here in New England where it's just you, you can't keep your paint good here. It's just not possible. If you do your garage in every night and then you might have a chance, um, it would be good to have something that could take an absolute pounding, carry the skis, carry everything else, carry it around. I would love it. Um, you, I think I saw in the FAQs and again, this comes back to will stuff fall out of it. You you've tested on the interstate too, like booking and stuff hasn't come out of this thing. I may or may not have gone a hundred with it. Uh, <laughs> excellent. That's a hell of a test. <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't perform any different at high speeds versus low speeds. And, okay. you know, we've taken it 40 miles an hour over big speed bumps and, you know, it's performs like a champ. Um, there's really not any way for the stuff to fall out easy. And then, especially if you strap it in, then, I mean, it's not going anywhere, but we've tested it, not strapped in and still couldn't lose a piece of gear at all. I mean, the reality is, is cars have suspension that mm -hmm. is tuned so that you don't feel bumps. The most any of your gear moves is like a quarter inch. Um, nice. You don't have people hitting the ceiling in the back of your car usually. So your skis aren't doing that either. <laughs> yeah, th there you go. Actually, that's that's a great way to explain it. I hadn't thought about it like that. And that's really awesome. But I, I keep bringing it up because I want people to know, yes, it is an independent product. Awesome. Outside the corporate world, someone doing their thing, someone solving an issue. And that's what, you know, that's innovation. But I want I just want people to know he's testing it like he's he's used it. He's abused it. Other people have abused it. I want to abuse one. Um, it's going to be great. And it, it, it does seem like a great product. I can't wait to get my hands on one, too. Um, so Kickstarter for now. Um, and then how big are you going? Are you just going to stay to the website, do local to Utah area uh, shops? What, what, are you, what are you looking at there? Yeah, so um, 
Kickstarter campaign, when that ends, we're starting our manufacturing. We have our manufacturers lined up. We vetted out three of them and then picked the best one. So we at least have backups if we need them. Sure. And then in terms of retail, we're going to have um, post Kickstarter sales on our site, basically pre-sales. And then uh, as soon as our inventory arrives, it'll get into retailers and Amazon and you know any other big box people that are willing to place orders. Excellent. So the chuck bucket's going to be around and you will be able to find one. Um, it, it obviously very easy, um, again, to go back to the website, thechuckbucket.com, all one word, very easy to remember. Again, this has made everything in your life easy. Um, and it's wonderful. And like I said, I found it quite accidentally, um, on like an ad or something on, on Instagram. I swear that's where it was. I, I think it's where it was. And I saw it and I'm just like, well, what's this? For whatever reason, it caught me. It was the skis and snowboards in the picture. That's what caught my eye. Let's be honest. And uh, I saw it and I read about it. I'm like, genius, genius. I'll give credit where credit's due, man. I hope it works out well for you. I really do. Yeah, it's one of those products that once people see it, they want one. So we just got to get them on the back of as many cars as we can, and then they'll just start selling themselves. Very good. Very good, sir. Um, So... We got the main chuck bucket now, bike rack coming, so solar shower coming. It's all good. The chuckbucket.com and Instagram and like Twitter and Facebook too, or no? Uh, yeah. Same title, okay. chuck bucket. There you go. Everywhere you want to be, you can find them. So go look for that. Follow them. Links in the description. Eight days, um, which means it'll probably be over by the time this comes out. So we're going <laughs> to. That's which, fine. Thanks. Um, yeah, that that's on me. All right, everybody. I don't let anybody forget this, but I've I was down for the whole month of January with the COVID, so I'm behind in everything. But uh, you know what? I'll plug it anyway because I want people to see it. You know, and that's that's how interested I am. And like I said, once I'm caught up, I'm gonna get one too. Um, it's gonna be great. Um, thank you, sir. I appreciate that, man. This is a great product. I like it. I want one. Um, I think everybody else will want one too, and I hope everybody else wants one too. And you do well with that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping everybody wants one as well. Excellent. Now, are you coming to visit your sister to ski in the east at all? Uh, not to ski this year. I think I'll be out there for 4th of July. But Fair I, enough, do, I do miss East Coast skiing. I mean, it's where I grew up and mm -hmm. I do miss uh, a lot of the mountains out there. And there you go. Everybody loves the East Coast. Everybody goes to the Rockies but they love the East coast. Ain't that something? Well, thank you, Charles. I do appreciate it. I'll let you go now. And uh, again, hope the product does well and we'll see it out there and we'll see you out there and we'll see everybody listening and watching out there. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. And there you have it. My very first spinoff episode. I've done sequels and now I've done a sp spinoff quite. It was funny as hell. When I asked him how to spell and pronounce his last name and he told me it was McNall. I'm like, no kidding. I just talked to one and his sister. Awesome. So shout out to the McNall family, all of them, Charles, Katie, um, the kids, the parents, adults, cousins, whatever. These two were very nice and awesome. And I'm pretty sure the rest of the family is pretty awesome too. Right, right. You can see it scrolling down at the bottom of the screen if you're watching the video version. If not, thechuckbucket.com. All one word dot com, lowercase. You know how the internet works. There's nobody who doesn't know how the internet works these days. The chuckbucket.com. Um, it kind of stinks. We're talking about the um Kickstarter, um, which is over now. 
Um, it probably just ended last week when you actually hear this. But I hope that I got it out to you enough across my own social media because I want to make sure people get in on this because I'm excited about it. And if you, you know, if you think I'm too excited, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm going to get one for my little car, which will have a class one hitch, which will have a one and a quarter inch receiver. And I'll be able to put this on there and I'll finally have a better way to carry my skis without having to deal with putting those racks up on the top. And I could get the bars. Like I said, I could get the bars, but they're minimum 350 and that's aftermarket. If I go to the dang Hyundai dealer, it's like 600 bucks. Not doing that. I'd rather pay the 420, be done. Eh, it'll be almost five because I'll have to get a, a hitch for my car, but I'll have two tons of utility and I use my car for everything. And if there's another car, I can easily switch it and don't have to worry about changing anything. It just has to have an inch and a quarter receiver. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? Right. Thank you for joining me on another Ski Rex Media podcast. I will be talking to you again next week. As of right now, I don't know what next week's episode will be i could be the teen and tween episode it could be the guys from any stomps it could be anything we don't know sometimes i like to give you a heads up sometimes i like to let it be a surprise so it may be a surprise but i uh hope you enjoy your week um we're getting into march which will get us into april it's a shame to say it but the 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 end of the outside season the snow, the natural snow, and even blown snow season is is about to start winding down as we get into the spring. And, you know, for, it's going to be different for people. And obviously, in the higher elevations, you're going to go even longer here in New England. If it keeps raining like this, who knows how deep we'll even make it into April. But no negativity. I'm always happy. And hopefully, we'll get one more or two more or even three or four more good blasts in March. In like a lion, out like a lamb, Right. Right. I am Tim from Ski Rex Media. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Enjoy whatever. Get out there. I've been out there, which you've seen. Maybe I've skied with you. Maybe I haven't, but maybe I will. Right. Later, everybody. Thank you.